I was just saying. I don't care about your opinion. I just well, I'll tell you what I think. What's that you're saying? Would you just listen? I don't think so. Remember, ladies, one must not get one's knickers in a twist. I just... Please listen. I'm trying to help you. Listen. I don't think so. Excuse me. Well, I don't care. I don't care. Listen. Shut up and listen. It just makes me think of like Harry Potter. It like makes me think of like the language that he gets to hear. Like that like fucking like first um the like first film when he like hears a snake and like it's like whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> Okay, I'm gonna make a confession before you go any further. Yeah, you've and never you can seen, take my nerd you can take never, my nerd card away. Never seen it. Never seen one of them. Okay. Never read a book. Okay. My head was always in video games. Okay. <laughs> well, um here's the deal. Um Please do. Okay. We'll talk. We'll we'll talk about this. Like, I mean, holy fuck. Fuck. <laughs> like, fuck. And again, I know, like, I'm sure there's, like, fuck. God damn it. Like, I don't fucking know. Like, I'm sure there's, like, shit that's wrong with Harry Potter that, like, I don't know about. And, like, yes, somebody will tell me about it. And I will learn. And I will grow. And I will do all this fucking shit. <laughs> I will. For now. <laughs> for now. Because what it gave to me and what I received from it, you know, that I think that that um, Lord of the Rings, you know, the Wizard of Oz are like my three staples for the internal hero hero's journey that we all get to be on, Mm -hmm. you know, um, in in whatever way, shape or form. Okay, so now that I can't use Harry Potter as a reference, <laughs> the point is this. The point is this. I'm much more, I desire to learn French mm-hmm. because I'm coming to Paris in a few weeks. Oh, bonjour. Comment ça va? Très bien. Voulez-vous coucher avec moi ce soir? And if you're going to be in Paris when I'm there, yay, let me know. Um, I hope I did that well. Um Like, I desire to learn French. I desire to learn Italian. I desire to learn um, fucking Spanish. I don't desire to learn your your language Mm -hmm. in the sense of I I don't have time to decipher what it is you're really trying to say mm-hmm. or what it is you're really trying to ask. Mm-hmm. I don't have the patience for it. Yeah. Unless I have a relationship with you where I am intuitively and emotionally connected with you, where I see you mm-hmm. and I read you and I feel you and I connect with you in that way. And there is a, there is a trust in that and a respect in that. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, I do not have time, nor do I have the desire to hold your fucking hand <laughs> to explain to you that it has nothing to do with you and that 
whatevs. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's like, because that then means that you either feel so fucking insecure within yourself in this relationship Mm -hmm. that anytime I'm having a feeling, you're automatically going to make it about you Mm -hmm. or you really have some feeling that you done fucked up (laughs) in the past. Right. And never fucking rectified it. Right. 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 Never fucking talked about it. Right. And that's leaving the fucking like emotional fissure that then anytime that needs to be addressed, I have a thing you're going to automatically go to that and you need to bring that out. Yeah. You need to fucking talk about that and you need to be courageous. Yeah. Don't expect me to fucking do it. And that's how fucking division starts. Yeah. That's how fucking like dishonest relationships are born Mm -hmm. is one person is a fucking pussy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, No, no. And sorry, they're not because they're not a pussy. Well, they're, they're a dick. (laughs) (laughs) They're a weak ass cowardly dick because here's the thing. Pussies (laughs) are strong as fuck. That is true. Okay. So I see why you corrected it. That's why I corrected it. All right. And part of being in a relationship, when you find someone that's good to you, good for you, and good with you, you don't have to do that. Yeah. You don't have to play that sort of weird duolingo thing where you figure out, okay, I know what you said, (laughs) but let me translate what the hell that meant because it doesn't really match up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, It's when you find that relationship where you have all three of those, because sometimes you can have two. You can have someone who's good to you. And good for you, but not good with you. Yeah. You can have good with you and good to you, but not good for you. Mm-hmm. When you have all three, that's when you know. Um, that's when it becomes, well, I'm sorry that you're not okay, but I'm here if you need anything. And yeah. you can read, the other person can read, like my husband knows if I'm sort of in this zone. Like if I'm, uh, if I'm quiet and I'm focused, he gives me space. Um, if I'm quiet and I'm focused and I've decided that I need to hop on the Xbox for a while to kind of zone out, he brings me food. Mm. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't, what are you going to cook for dinner? Like he doesn't, you know, he he gives me space. Like it's not like this sort of rude interruption or, well, I want to talk, you know, no, it's space. Mm -hmm. We give each other space and it takes a while to get to that point, to read the other person, like you said, to read that person, to be so connected that you know, without saying anything, she's got this look on her face. I think she's maybe had a rough day. Maybe she couldn't write as much as she wanted to. I see she's shooting super mutants like crazy. So I'm just going to leave her alone and let her have her fun. She'll talk when she's ready. And if she's not, then we'll talk later. It's been the best thing because it's, it's very difficult to be in a relationship when you are depressed or not your best, yeah. your best. And I'm using that in air quotes because I'm not saying that you're not good if you have um, any mental illnesses. But when you don't feel that you are 100% all the time, it's really yeah. difficult to be in a relationship. Absolutely. Um, so if you're in a relationship and you do have a mental illness and you have someone there who is incredibly supportive, it is a, it's something sort of a blessing um, that they can help you and know when to give you space and know when to step in and nothing really needs to be said. Yeah. And also, um, well, do you suffer from depression? I do. You do. Yep. Part of it brought on by the, the isolation (laughs) and, and just sort of, um, I don't know. Part of it's the isolation and part of it is just me feeling like I have to take on the world myself and no one else can help me. Yeah. 
and I don't want to give anyone else a chance to help me because what if they disappoint me? Like what we said earlier. Yeah. Um, but definitely, um, and I, and I made the leap into getting help about a year or so ago because it was not only did I lose my job, I lost my job. And then like two weeks later found out that someone screwed up my Canadian taxes and I like owed all this money, but I just lost my job. <laughs> so it was like this one, two, three, four knockdown. I'm out. And I was just done. Um, but I didn't necessarily panic about losing my job because I realized I could focus on writing full time. Mm -hmm. And I was very excited about that. Finally, years after getting my degree in film, that I could actually do something film related. But then I didn't know how to balance writing and being creative with life. Mm. So I wrote myself into burnout in about five months. So this time last year, I ran... <laughs> my friends say I ran away, which I basically did. I... Um, I I was having trouble getting out of bed. Okay. I was uh, not eating, not sleeping well. And my husband said, well, why don't you go to your dad's house? Why don't you go see your dad? Mm. Why don't you go see your family for a while? So I went to my dad's house and I slept on his couch for two weeks and tried to write, tried to podcast some, um, watch some more Twilight Zone <laughs> because that seems to bring me out of, of, of my dark place and slowly but surely started to crawl back to something resembling light yeah um and then around the fall was when i finally said i need to talk to some i need to talk to a professional yeah um and one of the great things about being up there is that um yeah their healthcare system is a little bit different and i don't i didn't have to pay for my sessions with my counselor my my therapist and i didn't have to i don't have to pay for like my doctor's appointments or anything but I tell you, when you go buy a box of cereal and there's 13% tax, it kind of hurts mm. <laughs> a little bit. But there's, there's, there's a trade-off, right? Yeah. There's a trade-off. Um, but I did speak to someone, and um, she recommended a counselor to me, and she did, you know, she put me on medication. And it's not perfect, but it's better than it was. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've gotten to this place where now I can, I can pull myself out of that toward the light and start writing more yeah i can yeah. hop on a plane um i can hop on a plane from toronto to la um and not have any excuses as to why i can't because before I, I came up with every when i tell you every excuse in the book every excuse and everyone around me started saying well no we can solve that problem so what's the next one yeah we can solve that problem so what's the next one yeah we can solve this problem. So what's the next yeah. one? And when I literally ran out of shit to say, it was like, yeah. so I guess I'll see you in three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll see you. Wow. And that's kind of what happened with this trip too. I, I was, I had entered several contests and I've got this short that I was trying to produce. And I got like four rejections in a three day period for this, for all these contests and festivals and things. Um, and I said, you know what, maybe I'm on, maybe I'm not doing the right thing. Maybe I, maybe this is a waste of my time. Maybe I should go get an office job. Maybe I should do this. Maybe I should just not do this anymore. And so uh, Chanel said, well, come out to L.A. Maybe mm -hmm. you can break this this uh, fog. Yeah. This, oh, that's over you. And I said, before I book a plane ticket, I need at least three good reasons to come out there. And why did I say that? <laughs> 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 because right on cue, on time and loud... 
here comes the universe. Oh, you want three? Bitch, I got five. Here you go. You can do this show. You can do this. You can come see this person. You can talk to this person. Here's a panel with Ava DuVernay and someone else. Here you go. What else you got? She said, so where do you, when are you booking your ticket? I was like, God damn it. <laughs> but I'm glad I came. Glad I'm here. And I've been here three days. And it's been nothing but wonderful energy, just amazing conversations and me realizing that not only do I feel home, like yeah. I'm at home, yeah. um, but I, I am on the right path. It's just yes. that I am severely patience deficient. <laughs> like I was born three weeks early and I, the joke was, well, you came out cause you felt like you had shit to do and you've been trying mm-hmm. to get shit done mm-hmm. ever since. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so when things don't happen with the speed in which I'd like, mm-hmm. I feel like, oh, well, it's never going to happen. And that's yeah. not true. No. That's not true. There is a process and apparently I have to wait for it. Mm-hmm. And I don't have, there's no script for this. I can write shit all day long, right? Yeah. But there's no script for my life and I have to just be patient and roll with it. I do not know what's going to happen from day to day. So I just have to roll with it. Yeah, absolutely. And with that, like I would say that there's like a degree of, I mean, if you would have told me last year this time, like where I would be now, I would have laughed in your face. Yeah, same here. Like laughed in your face for reals. Mm -hmm. Um, But also maybe been like a little open. Like I I would have taken like that little nug and like put it in my fifth pocket, (laughs) you know, and been like, okay. Because I would, I I would be like, (laughs) you're crazy. No, but I think like, I hope they are. I know they're. I know they're <laughs> probably right. Yeah, but that sounds too good to be true. Right. Um, Oops. And do you find that you're someone who like waits for the other shoe to drop often? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But you know, I'll tell you what. Um, I've just been starting to recognize that like there's no shoes. Right. It's not even like waiting for the other shoe to drop. Maybe that's why I love being barefoot all the time. I literally hate wearing shoes. And the only reason I, these are not off right now is because I'm so terrified. <laughs> like my feet stank. <laughs> like stank. It's so bad. Um, and I just ran out of incense. Um, and like what else? It's just because of the fucking sneakers. Like my feet don't smell in general. Um, but yeah, that's because that's how I grew up. You mm-hmm. know, I like grew up in a I grew up in an environment where it was walking through an emotional um like a field of like emotional landmines mm-hmm. where I never knew what was going to trigger like a I I never knew like what was going to be the thing that was going to trigger the thing that was going to lead to the thing. Mm-hmm. Um And, like, so my M.O. from the time I was very small in, like, very many ways was just to survive. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, my work saved my life. Mm -hmm. Like, being an actor saved my life. And that, to me, like, 
I never said I wanted to be an actor. It was like, I am an actor. That's what I am. Like, I am a fucking storyteller. Mm -hmm. I'm at home when I am working. Mm -hmm. I'm at home when I'm on a film set. I'm at home when I'm creating. I'm at home when I'm with others, when I'm like with my tribe, all, all that is. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like actually reflecting about it today where it's, you know, um, it's just like getting to, to recognize that, um, you know, I haven't, I haven't like done a film like stuck. I like finished in September. Mm -hmm. Um, well that's not true because I did like, but that's the thing is that I don't consider like a day of work work. Mm -hmm. I think that's like giving like a like tiny little bump of cocaine to like a cocaine addict. (laughs) Okay. I mean like, there you go. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and I've like gotten to do this, which is like amazing and wonderful. And it's like forced me to like take those steps towards like where it is that I really want to go and what it is that I like really desire to do, Mm -hmm. you know, which like is to truly like be more behind the camera and to like to direct and like to produce and to write. Um, and, uh, You know, it's, um, so for me, I think of it as I'm not really concerned about the other shoes dropping Mm -hmm. anymore because I feel like that's like, I don't know why I'm thinking of like a fucking like video game right now, (laughs) like I am where it's like, you know, when you have like the distraction of the one thing mm-hmm. where like you're like fighting like the tiny little things, but like you don't recognize that like you don't even have to worry about that fucking bullshit mm-hmm. because like it's really that thing that like you're going to be fucking fighting. Right. You know, so like, yeah. And as soon as you like press like the fucking X button or the B button and you fucking like sprint, <laughs> then it's like. <laughs> peace and quiet and all is calm and you just hear like a single chirp of a bird and then like fuck it's like the fucking big guns yeah you gotta like run and duck and go in like the abandoned building and then you find like a fucking like ak-47 thing and like (laughs) whatever the fuck you know like like there's no need to worry about this little uh thief here because there's a dragon in the sky that's actually gonna come and burn you all exactly and so what i feel like is this is that like I'm now getting to deal with the dragon. Mm -hmm. I'm getting to actually slay the dragon. Yeah. And, um, you know, the the shoes, for lack of a better word, or the fear of the other shoe dropping, you know, kept me alert Mm -hmm. and, like, awake to a degree and on point. Because I've looked over my shoulder in one way or another, like, my whole entire fucking life. Yeah. Um, but now that like I'm to a place and at a place, you know, thanks to like the like work I've gotten to do, which like I recognize as like such an incredible fucking privilege, um, that like now I'm getting to actually slay the fucking dragon Mm -hmm. and like it is painful as fuck and it's exhausting and it's bringing up everything and with that 
um, it's like I feel like you never really know just how powerful you are or you don't know the amount of power that is within you until you actually need to use it in those moments. Yeah. And with that, what I'm getting to recognize is that I've never been more secure in self in regards to um, my place in the world and what I'm meant to be doing Mm -hmm. in regards to telling stories Mm -hmm. and and doing this and not like it's not for the awards and like the the awards are coming yeah um you know but like that's not the purpose it's like the purpose is because i know story Mm -hmm. because i know self right because i know human condition because i know soul because i know hell yeah you know like i and that i feel like is We go to the movies to see ourselves. We don't go to the movies to see movie stars. Right. And on top of that, it's like, you know what? Like, I can identify, you know, being like a fucking, uh, like, seven-year-old getting, like, beat with a bat. That wasn't my experience. Mm -hmm. That wasn't my experience. But it's like, I feel like we have such a limited idea and we have such fear of being told that our story means nothing mm-hmm. and other people trying to, well, blah, 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 blah. Um, where your pain and your experience of pain and your, your journey with pain externally might look very 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 different than mine Mm -hmm. however the internal pain is pain is pain is pain is pain yeah like fucking sobbing on the floor like the late great brad renfro when like you literally have like the fucking drool coming out of your fucking face and your nose is running and you just don't give a fuck and it's past the fucking ugly cry. Mm-hmm. It's the Renfro cry, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, and you just don't give a fuck because you're pain- like your heart is being ripped out of your fucking chest and you feel like you are dying from the inside fucking out and you cannot breathe. Mm-hmm. I get that. Mm-hmm. I get that. I get that. Like, and, and so... Those stories need to be told. And those stories are so fucking necessary. Yeah. Um, and that, and that, it, and that's the thing is that like pain is pain is pain is pain and joy is joy is joy is joy, you know, and that our job as storytellers, it's, it's not about the like quote unquote fucking idea it's literally getting to be an emotional alchemist mm-hmm. where it's, if I'm being authentic, if I'm being honest and I'm going on my own internal hero's journey and I'm going into like the fucking depths of hell and fucking Mordor, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm fucking slaying the internal personal dragons within me. It then allows me to get a through to the other side and provides then a greater vista with which I get to have access 
to the characters that come and say, you've made it. Mm -hmm. We have this story to tell because we know you'll be able to effectively tell it. Yep. I think it's the best goddamn job ever. And there's no one way to tell a story. You know, there's no one way. You can be an actor. You can be a director. You can be the writer. You can be a producer as a storyteller. You are helping to get this story done. You are helping to bring these characters and these worlds to life. Yes. And I think that is, it is, to put it into words, it's very difficult. It's so rewarding and it's so emotional because it's, it starts off as this idea, this, this, and it's probably an idea spurred from life experience or just some random encounter and to watch it take shape and grow like a person. Yeah. And then when you finally see this person. Yes. Um, on screen, big or small or whatever, um, it is such an indescribable feeling. And I, I, I never, I used to tweet about my old job, um, um, because some of the shit that would just happen would just be so unreal. People thought I was making it up and like, I would live tweet meetings that were taking place and I would put a hashtag so no one really knew what it was. And the hashtag was something like Satan's workshop or something. Um, and I would keep meticulous notes on the shit that happened because I said, one day this might make a great story. But in doing that, um, I learned to recognize that even the shitty lessons, the shitty things actually made great stories. Yes. Um, the racist HR lady would make a great story because she thinks she doesn't realize how racist she is. Yes. <laughs> you know, and there are so many women out there who are like that. Like, well, I can't possibly be racist. I have a black, uh, a black groundskeeper. So I can't possibly be racist because there's no way. You know, my nanny is is black and she's, you know, so there's no way I'm racist. Um, but to, to, you know, even when you take someone who's based off a real person, just to the art of creation, when you make a new world and this existing world and other people can relate to that world, that is an amazing feeling. And I think that's why I like, we were talking about this before, like why I like video games so much, because even in the most absurd situation, you can probably find a little bit of you in there. Even when you can customize a character, it's even better. But there's something cathartic about roaming around in a place where you are helping rebuild civilization after a nuclear war or you're stealing a car and driving around. Like, there's just something about the way these stories are told. And if they've done their job, you feel like you live in that world. And I aspire to do that. I would like to create worlds that people feel like, oh, shit, this is awesome. You know, I, I, I will tell my friends, I feel like I could be here. I feel like I relate to this. I feel like this helps me. I feel like um, I could do this. And that's especially uh, important because I think the way the world is now politically and everything, it's, it's hard out there for a lot of folks. And we're still struggling with people who don't see themselves reflected on TV. And I don't have to tell you this because I mean, you know, it, it, the spectrum of what we see on TV just tends to run from blonde to red hair Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's it. Um, And there are some things that are out and that are coming out that are celebrated as like a win for some hashtag black Panther. (laughs) Um, February 2018. That's right. 
Um, and then there are others that are like, well, it's kind of a win for some, but not really. Hashtag Wonder Woman. And I, I would like to make sure that we get our version of her. You know what I mean? Like, we need to see that sort of, I don't even want to say warrior, but we need to feel empowered. We need a, we need a character like that that makes us feel like we can just go out and fuck shit up. Fuck yes. And I don't know if we've had that yet. Yeah. And that's that's what keeps me going. Like, yeah. I saw it. Sorry. It was it was it did what it needed to do. Mm-hmm. Um we got a woman directing a, a, a 100 million dollar feature. Uh it did well. It performed. It 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 lived up to the pressures that, you know, come with having a female director. Yeah. That's great. But where is ours? And I, I love when people say, but you had Catwoman. <laughs> it's like, no, we didn't. You didn't even see Catwoman in theaters. I'm pretty sure you didn't see it. Yeah. And that doesn't count. Um, yeah. What motivates me is to at least try and come up with something that's kind of like that. We need our Wonder Woman. We need our pinnacle of badassdom mm-hmm. that we don't have yet. Yeah. Um, we will have a snippet of it. In, yeah. in in Black Panther because of the Dora Milaje and the the really strong, amazing, awesome women yeah. that will be in it. But it's still uh a black it's still Black Panther. Yeah. It's um it's not the women and Black Panther. Yes. Um so I look for those stories that center us. Yes. And that was one of the main sort of mandates that I came up with, like every story that we have on our website uh, is centered around a woman of color or a black woman. Primary, when I write, I tend to write with a black woman in mind. And then I ask, is it vital for her to be black? Could she be Middle Eastern? Mm-hmm. Could she be Latinx? Could she yeah. be native? Yeah. Um, and if the answer is yes, okay, well then I'll change it. But I just go to me by default. I go because I know black women. I know their experiences. I know, I know what it feels like. But every project that we have is centered on women of color. Women of color typically over the age of 30. Because that's when we usually get put out to pasture. But men are out here getting action roles and franchises well into their 50s and 60s. We can do that too. There's no fucking reason why we can't. We can do that too. I grew up watching Aliens and Die Hard and Terminator. Oh my God. I love Terminator 2. It was 1991, so I was 12 when it came out. The very first script that I wrote, and I hand-wrote it because we didn't have a computer yet, was my own version of Terminator 3. (sighs) Because I so desperately wanted to make an action movie that had a little black girl Mm. (laughs) in it. And I had this whole plan, this whole ass plan that I was going to mail it to James Cameron and get a job. Um, and ask him to help me direct it. That's amazing. <laughs> and my parents were like, how about we just get you the VHS tape? I mean, you can hear some paper, hear some pens, you know, watch it all day. I went through like three copies of that VHS tape, rewinding and fast forwarding, rewinding and fast forwarding. I would carry a little notebook around. I would write my own dialogue and go back in and add my little notebooks and Lisa Frank folders full of Terminator notes and... <laughs> That was, that's what got me started was action films. And I, we just don't see, like, you really can't name a black woman who's an action star 
you can't really name too many women of color who are action stars. Yeah, no. That's what I want to see. Yeah. And we bring in the money. You just got to give us a damn chance to do it. Yeah. And that's that's what keeps me going is I want to see this shit and I want to see it now. And if I have to do it, then I'll do it because I don't trust you all to do it because you haven't done it yet. Well, yeah. So now I, I mean, for fuck's sakes, um, all, all I'm thinking is I'm so excited for us to work together. I can't um, wait. Like I'm so, so, so excited. I'm looking at my bookshop and I'm looking at two in particular books that I'm not even going to say on here because I'm not giving anybody else the goods. Um, <laughs> You know, yeah, that's all I want, like, at least 50% of the projects that I, at least 50% of the projects that I get to produce, that I get to be a part of, um, be centered around a woman of color. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like. Awesome. Like, I, like, I, um, I hate the word inclusion. I don't like the word diversity. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm still. I feel like fucking Christ on the cross. Um, <laughs> Just make it real. Yeah, like, and and that's the it's real life. Yeah, like it's real fucking life. And and for me, it's I want to give Scott Rudin and Christine Vachon a run for their money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But really fucking Scott Rudin. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that's what I really fucking desire. Yeah. And um, I really just desire to work with fucking uh, women. And, like, that's not saying that, like, I don't desire to work with men. Right. Like, I do desire to work with men, too. I love men. There's a dude that just, like, came to me with, like, a script that he had that he wrote. And I sat with him, like, up on the fucking roof. And I was like, why are we having this meeting? <laughs> what do you want from me right like really what do you, do you want me to star in this do you want me to produce this do you want me to script doctor it like what do you want mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he was like well hopefully like produce it like and maybe like star in it like and or like help with whatevs and uh, <clears throat> you know he, he proceeded to tell me that he's a straight white man okay he doesn't he said that every single thing that he writes he desires to write um have it be a female protagonist okay which i thought was incredible it is like really fucking incredible um to which i was like okay then where are the women of color and the response was well i i write and again this is like this is I think that there's a difference between genuine ignorance mm-hmm. and willful ignorance. Mm-hmm. Katy Perry, willful, 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 <laughs> willful ignorance. Right. Um, hashtag stop the apology tour. Um, <laughs> or talk to April Rain, you know, or talk to fucking someone. Talk to fucking Rebecca Theodore. Right. Talk to fucking someone. Talk to Ashley Seaford. Talk to fucking someone other than D-Ray. Talk to a woman. Talk to a Talk woman. Talk to a black woman. Yeah. Um, sorry. Anyway, 
what he had said, because he had also made the characters, like their their character names, and uh, like Alex or Jesse, mm. you know. So they are gender neutral. So they're gender neutral. Okay. You know, and he said, I desire to like write characters that anyone can play. Okay. To, to, to which I responded, like, yeah, that's, that's great. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. However, <laughs> if you're going to bring this then to a production company or a studio or whatever, they're automatically going to assume white. Mm-hmm. You can't. Yeah. You can't. Like, you need to be really fucking specific. And it's, it's, it's an easy out. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a really fucking easy out. Like, you've really fully got to commit. And then with that, like... Um, you then have to include other writers. You have to include um, those voices that you are writing for mm-hmm. in on the discussion. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, to make sure they're captured properly. Yes. And, yeah. Authentically and Because honestly. I think if you're writing your interpretation of something, like you, could, you could put five... You could put one person in a room Mm -hmm. and have five people observe them Mm -hmm. and you'll have five very vastly different descriptions of what's going on. And I find that that tends to happen with men writing women. Yes. Um, You could put one woman in a room, have five men describe her and you would think it was five different people. Yes. And so that always concerns me when I hear that a man wrote a woman, but a woman wasn't consulted. Yeah. I get nervous. Well, he consulted. <laughs> okay. He, he consulted me and we spoke. Okay. To which I was like, a woman would never say that. And right. Bah, 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 and da, 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 like. Yeah. Like, and that's the, it's, it's the, you got the bones. Right. But there's know, no but now meat. now we have to now add the, like, <laughs> muscle and the flesh and the veins and the, what is it called? The nerve endings. Yeah. The nerves. We have um, to make this seem real. And not even seem real. Like, we need to make it real. Yeah. It's that I've read probably over 200 scripts this past year. Goodness. I'm going to say this again. (laughs) I'm going to say it again. Glasses are not a character description. Is that common? People do that? Oh no! Really? Just yikes! Where's glasses? And what? Okay. Do they talk? Are they magical? Like, Like, what do they do? It's so (sighs) like the amount of scripts that I have fucking read that are such fucking trash, like such fucking trash. That's sad. But with that, here's the deal. And not only trash, like, are fucking homophobic or fucking racist or fucking sexist. Hmm. So we'll probably see it soon, won't we? Because somebody seems to pick that shit up all the time. I mean, and here's the, here's, here's the thing that's so fucked. I'm like, I gotta, like, I gotta fucking even stand in, as I say this. <laughs> and then just squat back down. Because um, I'm getting you know um getting the feels is that when racism or sexism 
And I feel like there needs to be another word for fucking homophobia because it's not a fucking phobia. You know, mm-hmm. it's, you don't fear gays. You're just acting like a fucking dick. Right. Um, you're an asshole. Um, when it's so inherent that when you call it out and you're like, this is, this is racist. Mm-hmm. This is sexist. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, it's not. And you're like, I've got the receipts. Hmm. I've got the receipts. Let me tell you exactly why. Right. It's this way. It's that way. Right. You know, whether you're writing about a like Mexican maid. Yeah. Yeah. That speaks broken English and it's so fucking cliched, mm-hmm. you know, um, or you are writing about a woman who's like considered like tough and like one of the guys mm-hmm. and like, you know, whatever the fuck. Yet, there's always got to be an attempted rape. That's lazy. That's just lazy, I terrible mean, it's writing. it's so fucking lazy, and it's so fucking cheap, and mm-hmm. it's such fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just really makes me so angry. Or when I read a script, and it's like, the women are always pitted against each other. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's a white woman versus, like, a woman of color. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's... You know, or like the white woman is like learning mm-hmm. and growing through, you know, like the like quote unquote magical Negro, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it makes, it makes me so angry and it's not, it's like in the fact then that I have to justify and explain mm-hmm. that you can't that the person can't see this already in 2017. We don't need a bagger Vance. We don't need, we don't need mammies. We don't need sassy black friend. We don't need uh Latin X made. We don't need uh Asian with broken English. We don't need it. We I do know. not need it. And that's, that's that. But I will inf- say, Oh my God, I'm so excited for stuck to come out that in fear. Oh, I'm sure. I'm so excited for Stuck to come out because I feel like we, we literally, um, turn every single thing on its head. And that's what, that's what I like. Uh, That's what I like to see. It's so good. It's so good. I did have, I did get some feedback from someone on this, this pilot that I've been sort of teetering on. And what, what kicked it off was I was damn video games i was playing something i was playing i was playing grand theft auto 5 maybe the fourth or fifth time yeah there's a five it came out in 2013 um it was my fourth or fifth time playing it through and something was nagging me just nagging 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 it was like it's the women the few women that are in the game are just nagging girlfriends wives they just nag look like nag nag the dialogue, they're just whiny or they're screwing the tennis instructor or they're um, the mistress of a Mexican mafia don. And, and are they screaming. all white? Half of them are. But then I looked up who wrote it and it's like, okay, well, it's two middle-aged white guys from England. From so England? I get it. This okay. is their version of reality and, okay. and, I, and I get it. I, I get this is, this is what the world looks like to them. So being the type A person that I am, I thought, well, how would I fix it? 
How would you fix that? How could I fix this? Okay. What so, would you do? So I came up with this character, a black woman, who um, could have very well been in the background the entire time. So her presence isn't exactly a shock. But I did want to do like, she's so-and-so's sister or she's so-and-so's long-lost daughter, yeah. you know, because yeah. that's, that's shitty tropes, and I hate shitty tropes. Oh, my God. I already so, have a character name. I'm so <laughs> excited. I want to hear more about this. So I came up with this this sort of random character. I said, okay, she very easily could have been the sort of AI, the artificial folks in the background. Um, and what is her function? Is she – and I noticed that the guys, the protagonists, don't really have a lot of consequences for their actions – um, but maybe their actions have impacted her. So maybe she's lost a job because of what they've done. But she's not necessarily seeking revenge. That's cliche. Um, but what does she do afterwards? What kind of job does she have? So it literally started off as just these random ass bullet points. Bullet points became sentences. Sentences became pages. Pages became a script. And then... It's taken about three years, but after some, and actually one of the things that I did was I sent it to, I sent it to Lexi and she said, this is good, but take the video game aspect out of it because if it can't stand alone without that, then it's not a good story. So can you separate this woman from this existing IP that you don't own? Yes. So at first I was like... Oh, I'm not doing that. That's just fine the way it is. And then yeah. it, it took me about a good three months before I came up with the way to do it. And I tweaked it and tweaked it and tweaked it and tweaked it and came up with this. What if she lost her job as a mercenary yeah. because of their actions, mm. which coincided with me getting laid off? So mm-hmm. this is a story I can tell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't a merc, but, you know, I know what it's like to be an adult who is insecure about their next steps, who's, who's been told you are so good at this thing. Yes. But now you find yourself not doing the thing. So what do you do? Yes. Do you go home to your family and get babied and loved up on and, and, and fall into that hole? Or do you pick yourself up and start your own business and do your own thing? So she kind of teeters and does both. <laughs> she does both trying to figure out, you know, what she wants to do next. And so that one story became this whole, when I tell you, I go from random idea to whole ass thing very quickly. I I get it. I get it. Yeah. And so not only do I have a pilot, but I had, I have a pilot, two other episodes and the whole damn season is outlined already. I just need to get it done. (laughs) <laughs> when are you sending this to me? As soon as I get back to the house. Okay, great. Actually, I could probably, I think I have it in my Google Drive. Perfect. I could probably do Perfect. it now. Perfect. <laughs> Absol- like, but that, I, can t- yes. I can tell you, I've spent so much time with this woman in my head. Like, I will talk about, if I didn't tell you she wasn't real, you probably would have thought she was real. And this, ladies and gentlemen... Is, like, why we do what we do. It's it's this. And this is also, like, this is the point of life, right? And this is why, like, I'm like, A, you need to see Harry Potter 
every yes. single one. Um, I have so much homework from this trip and I've only oh been here three days. <laughs> because here's the deal. It's like we're all on our fucking hero's journey, mm-hmm. right? And like we might make, there's like the fucking hero's journey of life, right? Just the external, you know, like for you, it was like growing up and like being an army brat and like traveling around and like 18 different addresses and like 18 different fucking years, you know, um, like for me, it was like fucking like being put into foster care and like adopted Mm -hmm. and like started working when I was seven and having like a lot of fucked up shit happen. Um, and like where we are now Mm -hmm. and like our hero's journey will like continue until we die. And then like within that, there are subsequent hero journeys, Mm -hmm. right? So Mm -hmm. it's, um, we all have our Gandalfs. We all have our Voldemorts. Mm -hmm. We all have, you know, um, our Mount Dooms, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and like getting to go through the fire and getting to come out reborn, like the fucking like Phoenixes that we are. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, getting to use those experiences of life and uh, getting to have the courage personally um, to walk through those fires and slay those dragons Mm -hmm. and getting to the other side and then thus getting to tell those stories where it's, you know... Like, dare I be so honest right now in this moment? <sighs> dare I? Dare I? <laughs> I will say this. <clears throat> you know, as a woman who has suffered, no, as a woman who has gone through the experience of sex trauma at a very early age as a woman and a girl who has experienced the um, journey of not believing that my body was my own, not Mm -hmm. believing that my life was my own, not believing any of those things that... I was not my own. Mm-hmm. I wasn't mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and working through and working with those moments where my body, in particular, um, has experiences of that past trauma Mm -hmm. that leads to paralysis that leads to the numbing of like the hands and or feet that leads to feeling like my vagina is getting raped with a shard of glass. Like it's physically painful. It's emotionally painful. It's spiritually painful. It's exhausting. Mm -hmm. Um, and 
than everything else that goes with it, with like the, you know, with my partner and having moments of feeling like I'm a burden or like feeling like I'm making too big of a deal of it. I'm like, can I just get over it? And like, ba 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 ba. And yet, and yet, like, and that's why, like, I love that, like, nevertheless, she persisted. Like, nevertheless, we persist. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, especially as, like, fucking women, you know, like, <sighs> I think that, like, women as a whole <laughs> are fucking incredible. Um, and then I think that there is, like, subset, 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 subset mm-hmm. in terms of that, you know, I'm privileged in a way that you are not privileged. I will never be followed in a store. Right. Um, I might have, I do have a fear of when I get pulled over by the police, I always have, but it will not be the same fear that you will experience or you might experience um, simply because you, um, are a woman of color and I am not, mm-hmm. you know, um, <clears throat> and, and so again, like what we were talking about earlier, where it's, we all have these experiences, um, and getting to work through them, getting to walk through them, getting to acknowledge them, getting to name them, getting to own them. Mm-hmm. When we get to own our story and all that comes with it, I feel then that we are given the gift of getting to walk through the gates then where the creative ghosts fucking characters whatever the fuck that are like ah Mm -hmm. I see the way in which you own your story I Mm -hmm. see the way in which you own your life Mm -hmm. I see the way in which you are responsible for your story Mm -hmm. I see the way in which you um are authentic and honest and pure and a hero within that regard and so I give you the gift of this story. Mm-hmm. Tell it well. Right. We trust you will tell it well. You know? Oh, I um, love that. Yeah. Like, we trust you will tell it well. Mm-hmm. And there is something I really, I really do believe that all I get to be is a transcriber. Like, that's it. That mm-hmm. it's, it, it, it's, um, it's brought to me mm-hmm. and worked through me. Um, and I get to be a part of the creation, mm-hmm. but I um, am not <clears throat> the, I'm the mother of the creation in regards to that it gets to come through. Right. However, um, I will not say that they are mine, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. It does. It does. Yeah. Where it's, I have a respect for the characters that mm-hmm. come to me. I have a respect for the story that comes mm-hmm. for me. I've brought them to life. My job is done now. Um, it's up to someone else to 
to form them in a sense because you've already you've made them but now someone has to take those words and give breathe life into them literally and and bring them to life and that's an interesting and that's also like an interesting fucking point because Mm -hmm. for me as an actor Mm -hmm. you know i can't tell you the like amount of fucking like auditions that i've had now we're sitting here Mm -hmm. i don't think i look 45 no No. you don't and I know that I'm not like a fucking double zero and like 105 pounds. However, I don't consider myself to be overweight. No, not at all. No. And yet, and yet. Mm. Right? Hmm. So when I read a script and I, as an actor for an audition, and I read the words and I'm like, this is not me mm-hmm. this is gonna go to a fucking jane lynch or this was written with like melissa mccarthy in mind or like whoever the fuck mm-hmm. you know and i can tell intuitively a how open the writer slash director is mm-hmm. i can tell mm-hmm. i can just tell intuitively how open they are to changing expanding whatever mm-hmm. and more often than not they're not mm-hmm. and it's going to suffer as a result. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll say this in addition is that 98% of like the things that I get in regards to being an actor for an audition, they're such one dimensional fucking characters mm-hmm. that I can't even get like a fucking grasp or like a fucking handle. Like, and it's so it's such fucking bullshit because it's, it's so limited. The The energy is so fucking dull. Mm-hmm. It literally is like a fucking like bologna sandwich. <laughs> it's a bologna sandwich. And it's like the knockoff fucking bologna with like the thick, thick outer ring. <laughs> the detail, the detail, because yeah. it is trash. <laughs> yeah, it's like such fucking trash and there's not even any fucking mayonnaise on it it's like really cheap fucking bread yeah it's not even like fucking wonder bread where at least you can squeeze it together to have it be like a fucking like pop tart of a bologna sandwich right bologna pocket it's it's not even a bologna pocket it's it's so it's so fucking bad and and see, I'm willing to bet that men wrote those scripts. And not only that, it's not even that like men have written these scripts. It's that then Tagalong, no. That's my, that's my. The other co-host. <laughs> Tagalong, no. We're in a very serious discussion right now. <laughs> um, unless you're barking because you agree, in which case, yes, that's right. Um. But it's not only that, it's then the attitude of you should feel lucky that you're even getting an opportunity. Ooh, no. And, okay. And on top of that, it's the, I've got way too much going on in my life to actually do the work for you to, I, I'm taking care of my own flesh mm-hmm. and my own nerve endings. 
I don't have time, nor do I have the desire to flesh out your character for you. Um, then you didn't do your job. They didn't do their job. Yeah. They didn't do their fucking job. And it's, 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 and that's what gets me going. That's what keeps me going. Where Mm -hmm. it's, you know, you, Chanel, Sean, fucking, um, there are so many fucking beautiful individuals like in my life whose stories I, I get to hear and, and there's the emotional speak, there's the intellectual speak, and there's the heart speak, and there's the soul speak. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, individuals that are authentic, are honest, are willing to share their stories, that have actually lived some fucking life and know some fucking shit, and have gone through, like, their journeys, and have, like, fucking gone to Mount Doom, have, like, gone to their own personal Mordors and returned. Mm-hmm. You know, um, those are the storytellers that I desire to work with because they fucking get it. Yep. Like, you get it and, like, you fucking understand. Lexi's, like, another one. Mm-hmm. You know, like, she fucking gets it and she fucking understands. And it's, and fucking Ava, who, like, ugh, I swear to God, she's, like, I... <laughs> I saw her on the red carpet of like the independence at the independence word awards. Oh, it was you? like the first time I had like been there, um, like in 15 years and like her and I have like, she's been like very gracious and like very lovely with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like had such like a fangirl moment with her, <laughs> you know? And cause also like, I forget though, I forget like what I've done. Um, and I forget the contributions that like I've made Mm -hmm. in that sense as a storyteller. Um, and also it's like the, the fangirling with the people that I fucking love and the people that I fucking respect Mm -hmm. come from a, (sighs) when like you've been so thirsty for so long, yeah, you know, and you're finally like, Oh my God, uh, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And like, and I bring up Ava to like a certain degree because I like recognize within myself, there is like definitely like an aspect of unworthiness of Mm -hmm. like, dare I actually like be like, I actually like really want to work with you. Like Mm -hmm. I actually really I, I respect you mm-hmm. there. Do you know, does that make sense? Sort of. And I hate to cheapen it down by saying like, shoot your shot. But in, in that sense, like, should I, should I take that leap of faith and, and try and quench my, my, my spiritual and creative thirst and, and learn from this woman? I guess it's the, um, Sometimes I forget what I bring to the table as well. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Women do that a lot. I think we do that a lot. Yeah. We, we forget our own worth. Yes. Quite a bit. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and that's where I feel like the, that shit then starts to fucking happen. You know, and like that competitiveness. Who better to advocate for you than you? And 
Well, I feel like you can advocate for yourself, but if you're the only one that's there advocating, it can be almost as though the intention behind the advocacy, Mm -hmm. like if you're doing it, but you don't really believe it. Well, that'll come through though. Yeah, absolutely. So Mm -hmm. what, so I guess more importantly, it's the, like, I remember like the exchange, like, I'm like, we've like talked about like April and passing like so much. Um, but like April rain, like when you and I were like, when you and her were communicating on Twitter, mm-hmm. right? And then I said, hey, <laughs> yes. ba ba <laughs> Yes. You know? Yeah. And like April was like, do it. Do the do thing. Do it. Yeah. Do it. You got it. Yeah. Take it. Right? So I guess for me, I'm still in process mm-hmm. or I feel... I'm still in process and healing and whatever and learning and figuring out and feeling unsure about getting to walk into my tribe in that regard Mm -hmm. where it's, um, dare I be worthy of support of those that I respect? Mm. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. But I feel like it's, it's, that's something I need to take away from you. I need to take that excuse away. It sounds like an excuse. Take it, take it, take it. I I think the minute you feel like that, um, you start to, you doubt your worthiness and there's no reason for your worthiness to be doubted or discounted. Well, I guess it's that, it's that. Will I be received? It's that will like you have this picture in your head of of sort of pre-rejection, maybe like, do you think you won't be well received or it won't be this glowing reception that you may have in your head? Either way, it sounds like you're stopping yourself before you get started. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. So when you do that, I want to I want to pop you on the head and boop you on the nose. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) And I and I know for me that like it's very old and I know for me that it's um, definitely something that I'm still getting to work through. And also Mm -hmm. it's based off, you know, past experience Mm -hmm. where it's the people not saying what they mean and not meaning what they say, Mm -hmm. you know? And as we talked about earlier, that idea of, I say what I mean and I mean what I say. Right. Like there's no two ways about it. Right. You know? Um, But if you're saying yes, but then you really mean no. And then you just kind of do that like creative ghost and Mm -hmm. you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Where I would rather be told, no, I Mm -hmm. I don't think you're that talented. I don't think you're that great. Right. Like I like appreciate whatever, but no. Versus, oh my God, I love like the amount of times I've had the experience. Mm -hmm. I fucking kid you not. Oh my God. I love you. I love your work. I think you're so great let's find something to like, yes, I want you on my show. You're so 
awesome. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, great. This is so great because I love you. Like, oh my God, thank you. Mm-hmm. Like I feel received. I feel like this is so amazing. Oh my gosh. Great. Mm-hmm. And then nothing, nothing. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you the one person the one person that I had, um, Roseanne. Hmm. Okay. Roseanne. And I know like, yeah, Roseanne. I was doing townies at the time, which is like the failed Molly Ringwald show. And again, every single thing happens exactly the way it's meant to. We were, I was working on like the Carsey Warner a lot. And for me, that was like Christmas. Mm -hmm. So it was like Grace, um, Grace under fire. It was Seinfeld. It was third rock from the sun. It was Sybil. It was last man standing and it was Roseanne. Mm -hmm. And every single day at lunch, I would get a cup of like, like cup of noodle soup and I would walk around and just eat the soup and like sneak on the sound stages. (laughs) And I wanted to be on Roseanne so bad. Mm -hmm. And because I just fucking loved her. I identified with her. I was like, oh my God, I want that to be my mom. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I love her. She's like fucking white trash, but she like doesn't give a fuck and she's honest and like <laughs> that's it, just fucking honest. Yeah, yeah. Like to the point. Yeah. And I remember walking onto that set and I think her name was Jeanette. Mm-hmm. Um, this like fucking lovely woman, and she saw me and she was like, Oh my god, I love you and I love your work. And I'm sure Roseanne would like love to meet you, but today is not a good day. Mm-hmm. Try tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. And then I came back the next day. Wasn't a good day. Went back the next day. Wasn't a good day. Mm-hmm. Went back the next day. Wasn't a good day. You know? And to a quote-unquote normal person, you might think that as like, take a hint, get the fuck out of here. I'd keep showing up too. Yeah. So I kept yeah. showing up until mm-hmm. like fucking soundstage is like fucking like I'm not really good at football um, or acreage, but like the size of a football field, Mm -hmm. like in terms of distance, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden I hear, Hey, you. And it was like, everybody scattered Mm -hmm. until it was just me. And she was like, yeah, you. And I'm turning around like, surely not me. Not me. <laughs> and I was like, she was like, I pointed to myself and she was like, yeah, you, what the fuck are you doing here? And I was like, I'm, I'm shooting townies. What the fuck are you doing on that piece of shit? <laughs> Why didn't I fucking know you were here? Oh, wow. And I was like, I, I fucking love you. I want you on my show. Wow. what kind of character do you want to play? And I'm like, I want to play like a complicated woman that has like whatever, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like whatever the fuck, you know, like the just like something just get yeah, me up the there. teenage version of like what I say today, like yeah. strong, complicated women that like, you know, have some fucking history and have some meat and have some darkness. Right. And so she's like, I'm going to put you in touch with here's Alan, my producer, like, Get her information. She's going to be on the show. We're going to write a part for you. 
And then one week goes by and two weeks go go mm-hmm. by. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to think like, oh, no, no. Mm-hmm. Did she lie? Mm-hmm. No, she didn't lie. She was fully fucking honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up doing like four or five episodes like of that show of the final season. Okay. You know, and yeah. And, and so that like, and so I always look to that as like, that is like a woman, um, you know, who for however one feels about Roseanne and however one feels about like the Roseanne reboot coming back, you know, she at least with me was very, very honest and very authentic and very upfront. Mm -hmm. And, and so I guess in my experience of being in this industry and having so many experiences of the complete opposite Mm -hmm. where it's, Oh my God, I love you. And I desire to work with you and like, yeah, let's do it. And I want you on my show and blah, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. And then being like, great. And like really taking someone at their word that they mean that, Mm -hmm. um, to then find out that that might not necessarily be true. Right. You know what I mean? Based on the lack of action. Right. Or whatever the fuck where it's, which is on them, not me. Right. But I worry if it was me, like I've, people have asked to read things and I've sent it and then I hear nothing. Yeah. So I wonder, was it trash on a scale of one to 10? How trash was it? And are you embarrassed and can't talk to me now? Mm. Or Mm. are you just busy? And that happened. I, I didn't. I didn't get back to you right away. No, 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 no. no, no. Not you, <laughs> because okay. you and I have spoken. Yes. Since then, that's right. True. You that's and I true. have spoken. Yes. But I mean, like people have jumped into my email several times asking me to read things, and I send it, and then there's nothing. So then I'm, yeah. So then I'm like, interesting, interesting. What's wrong here? What's wrong? Can I fix it? What's going on? What's going on? Yeah. And then it takes a while for me to say, ah, fuck it. Yeah. But where does, (laughs) but where does that, but where does that first thought come from? Where does that panic thought come from? Where does that fear thought come from? I don't know. I I think it's just that. Yeah. I I think it, is it me? Is it me? Is it something that I did? But where, but where does that come from? Do you know what I mean? Where it's, because if it was fucking random Joe Schmo. Right. Yeah. I know. Is it because like the people that are jumping and asking for an opportunity to read it are people that could a potentially give you like a greater opportunity? Is it because like are people that you respect and that you admire and that you desire to work with. Maybe that's it. That's, that's the one. Yeah. That's the one. But now it's more of, um, I'm, I'm more secure with myself as a writer. So I don't panic as much as I used to. Yeah. I was like, well, if you didn't like it, fuck you. <laughs> like I know yeah. it was good. And that's it. And that's man. Listen, I know that like people are busy. Mm-hmm. I understand. Like I'm fucking, my plate is fucking full. And right. on top of that, like I'm dealing like with my own fucking personal shit. Right. Like I, I, I like totally fucking get it. Which makes it like double full. Like it's, it's a lot. It's, it's another job. It's, it it's, is a job. Staying alive sometimes is a job. It is. Um, it really is. And like a myriad of fucking ways. Um, and with that though, even though, I might go for like a few weeks or I might go for a month and I might not respond right away. Mm -hmm. Um, I do come back 
you know, and I say either, and I've, I've, I've started to stop saying I'm sorry. Right. And I've started to say, thank you. Right. Thank you for being so patient with me. Yeah. Thank you for being so understanding. And I also take responsibility for the fact that like, I haven't gotten back to you in a timely manner, you know, and forgive me if it seems as though I've been ignoring you or whatever it is. And I've never been one to, and that's something I think is interesting is like, I've a never wanted to appear to be a victim Mm -hmm. in any way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. And so if I do have something that is going on within me, I'm like, Oh no, I can't say that because then they're going to think that like I'm making excuses and blah, blah, blah and all this stuff. And like not being able to get it done. And like everybody has things going on and why can't you just Mm better as opposed to again, like the like owning of the fucking story and owning of the life, Mm -hmm. you know, and just this is where I'm at and this is what's going on and I'm human and I'm valuable. And like, this is it mm-hmm. you know like receive it or don't receive it and if you don't like I, I get it and that's on you and it's not on me and I right. take responsibility for my part in in this exchange um but I feel like the more that we acknowledge our own humanity and our own story and the more we're willing to share that with others mm-hmm. where it's um Sharing something doesn't like we're sharing a space right now. Right. 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 But I'm not giving you my space. I'm not giving it away. Right. You're not going to leave here. And all of a sudden I'm going to go from like a 500 square foot apartment to a 250 square foot apartment. Mm -hmm. Like the size of the apartment is going to stay the same. Um, but we're sharing within the space and that's Mm -hmm. how I feel it is with like the sharing of a life Mm -hmm. and the sharing of, information and the Mm -hmm. sharing of everything Mm -hmm. where it's um this is where I am Mm -hmm. and this is what's up you know um and yeah and it's it's not the it's not the it's just a statement of like a fact and a truth versus a Like, please remind me that, like, I'm worthy. Mm-hmm. Like, even though I may have fucked up and I may have, you know, gotten behind on, like, whatever the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, here's what I know. Um, you and I keep crossing paths. We keep crossing paths with the same wonderful people. So I know. It's not a question of if we work together. It's when. It's just when. Yeah. I know it will happen. Oh, yeah. It is Um, happening. It is happening. And I actually have something in mind right now that I could send you. (laughs) I'm so excited. (laughs) And I could send you. That would be perfect for you. Um, But not just that. I mean, just just in general. Even if it's even I mean, working together has so many different meanings, right? It could be just 
hey, run this, run, run through this with me and tell me if this makes sense. Is this something that you would say is a black woman? Is this something I, I just want to get your opinion on this. Yes. It could take on so many forms. Yes. But I welcome and anticipate every single one of them. And I am so excited. And I'm glad that my personal journey to Mount Doom and beyond has, has led me here. So grateful. Mm. I I'm so grateful that you are in my life and I'm so grateful and excited for all of the um, little babies that we're going to get to <laughs> co-parent and, That's right. and auntie and godmother. Um, and with that, you guys, um, I, well, you know what? I like normally ask this question, but I feel like we actually like covered it. Like, in our talk, my, 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 the question that I normally end with is when was the last time, um, you shut up and listened to your intuition and, and what was the result? Three weeks ago, three weeks ago, um, and the result is that I booked a plane ticket and I came here. What? <laughs> yep. Can't do everything. The world doesn't revolve around your desired speed. So here's what you can do in the interim. And here's a place where you know you are welcome. You are loved and you are appreciated. Uh, not that you aren't anywhere else, but your talents and your gifts are as well. Yeah. Um, and that is a part of you. So you need to go nurture that too. So I booked a plane ticket and came here. Oh, fuck. Lauren, I fucking love you. I'm so I love you grateful too, that like, <laughs> you came on here. And everybody else, um, thank you so much for joining us for, for this awesome fucking talk. Um, and you can find Lauren on Twitter at... I am Lauren P., Cause she is, <laughs> um, and you know, just like check out all of her shit. She's fucking amazing. Um, thank you. And you guys will be back next week with someone else. We'll find out who, um, I'm like, I want to just get fucking Ava on here now. I'm just <laughs> I'll gonna come fucking back ask if you do her. that. I'm going to lurk through the window. Dude, fucking, <laughs> fucking lurk. <laughs> Fucking spider woman that shit um, on the fifth floor. All right. Bye. We're not even on the fifth floor. We're on the sixth floor. I don't even know what floor I live on. That's the shit I'm dealing with. All right. Love you guys. Bye.